Welcome, everybody, to another episode of True North Nerds! This week, uh, it's kind of like a relaxed fit episode. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff all over the place. Some new shows that have popped up on various streaming services. Uh, We'll probably talk a little bit about uh, Book of Boba Fett this week. And uh, as always, we will talk about the news. But first, we have Kevin. Hello! We have Jen. Hi. And we have Ryan. Hello. So, Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this week? What's in the news? Well, where do I, where do I start? Um, well, let's start here. Uh, it was announced Hasbro has re-upped their license with Star Wars. Ooh. So we will begin continue to get Star Wars products uh, from Hasbro. But in this uh, re-upping, it's really kind of a re-licensing of Lucas, LucasArts or Lucasfilms, sorry, uh, on, in general. And uh, they've been given the rights to be able to make toys of Indiana Jones as well. Cool. That's neat. Yeah, so Lines that, up for the uh, the next movie, basically. Yeah, there's a new movie possibly, in theory, coming out uh, in next year. So who knows what we'll get with it, but hopefully something good. Maybe some, they'll do like, uh, you know, some past figures or something like that. Classic indie. Old man indie. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I, I'm down for a six inch uh, Indiana Jones figure. Mm. Uh, James Gunn and HBO Max uh, are apparently developing a second Suicide Squad spinoff series. Uh, that's not um, Peacemaker. Hmm. Who is it? Don't know. They didn't didn't say. Could it be? Could it be Ratcatcher? Could that could that be an interesting? I I could see that because it's like Bloodsport is is an obvious one, but it seems too obvious for what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like like just for how James Gunn's brain kind of works and thinks. What was uh, um, Ratcatcher is the non-obvious obvious one because it's it'd be weird. Or what was that that things? What was that thing's name? The thing that I drowned think. and then turned out to be alive again at the vermin? end. Was it Vermin or? Uh, oh, Weasel. Weasel. Maybe we get a Weasel series or King Shark. Maybe it's, maybe it's oh. Weasel and Ratcatcher. <laughs> I think we would watch a King Shark series. I could see Harley Quinn also being a possibility. Yeah, but Margot Robbie's too big a star. Yeah, well, Ratcatcher would be less that, expensive. Remember, dude, we live in a world where uh, what's his name is playing Moon Knight. That's true, Oscar Isaac. And you know, like, and he is like, isn't he Oscar nominated actor? This is true. And so Oscar Isaac's, yeah. Uh, but like, it's one of those things that like. I wouldn't rule it out, especially when 
you think she's busy, but it's at, at the same time. They would be doing like same as Peacemaker. It'd be like five, six episodes. You know, it, it wouldn't. It's not like you could probably film it in a month, maybe a month and a half. It'd be probably less commitment True. than a movie in some ways. Yeah. Uh, so this story came out of China. I don't know if you guys heard about this one. Uh, so their largest provider of foreign films has been airing an edited version of Fight Club. Uh, they've gone ahead and edited the ending of it. So we've all seen Fight Club, right? Mm-hmm. No, nope. Jen has not. Okay. But you already told me the ending, Ryan. Remember? Yeah. Did I? And okay. then, yeah, and then I got mad at you for spoiling, and you were like, "Holy crap! It's a twenty-five-year-old movie." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes. <laughs> At the end of this movie, they... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert for a 25-year-old movie. Um, the bad and guys, a 30-year-old book. Yeah. The, uh, they accomplish what they set out to do, and they blow up all these corporation built like these big buildings, these high-rises. And then the movie ends, right? So in, before that happens, in the Chinese cut, uh, if it goes fades to black, then there's um, a screen full of text using the, 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 the similar fonts that are used in the movie that explain that the police were able to find out what you know, from all the clues and stuff that they had been laying out and stuff that the police found out what was going to happen and stopped their plot and put them all in jail. And that one of the characters ended up in a mental health, uh, asylum and the other one was going to jail for life and stuff like this. And it's like, so, you know, it's making it like, oh, the bad guys didn't win. The police stopped them. Wait, and the really, the bad guys win in that movie? Well, the the protagonists of the movie win. And yeah. they're technically kind of, depending Terrorists? on your views on culture, they are technically bad guys in some oh. ways. Because they, they yeah. bring down, like, credit card companies and shit. They blow up like, a lot of blow buildings. blow them up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. It's very funny that, you know, and apparently it's not the first time that this uh, has happened. Um, but unless you've left the country and seen it somewhere else or pirated it, then their audience doesn't know. Mm. Right? Because they're not, you know, they're not seeing or they're not hearing the outside world stuff about it. So if they never see the movie and other than what's on their playing on this channel, then they don't know any different. Mm. I'd, I'd kind of like to see, uh, I'm sure there's an article or a video out there about movies where the 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 Chinese version of it is different. Because we know, like, you know, there's a couple Marvel movies that have extended scenes that are way different than anything we got here kind of thing. Yep. That were shot specifically for, for that audience. I'm yep. sure their Fight Club is not the only movie where things like that have been changed due to no, it political reasons yeah, no. either. Yeah. Um, there was an article, the article I was reading, I think had a few other examples, but this was the one that was in the news. So that's why I put it there. And also when I wrote this down, I was writing it from memory. I didn't have the article in front of me anymore. Didn't I read too, that the author of the novel, Czech Palahniuk said that the Chinese ending is actually more true to the book than the American ending. I have no I idea. Thought I, had, I thought I, I had did, read that somewhere. I did read something where he was like, okay, whatever. He didn't really, it didn't bother him. That they had done that, so. Mm. 
Uh, ooh, so we got an update for the MonsterVerse Apple TV show that we discussed last uh, episode. Uh, a tentative title for it. Um, so, you know, this could just be a shooting title, could be a working title. It'll probably change before it actually comes to uh, a TV set near you. But right now it's called Hourglass, mm-hmm. which uh, is a reference to the Monarch logo. And the series will reportedly follow a family looking for answers uh, after the, uh, the the attack in the first Godzilla movie. And it leads them to Monarch. So, which makes me wonder if that's pretty much the story of the family we see in the second Godzilla movie. Um, where their son gets killed in the attack and then... yeah. You know, the wife ends up joining Monarch. The husband goes and because he becomes an alcoholic and then goes and lives with wolves. But uh, yeah, whatever. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I like the MonsterVerse. I want more MonsterVerse content. So, uh, ooh, we got a Star Trek promotional poster and a premiere date for Strange New Worlds. Yes, this, uh, like this last week. Did we all see that? I know Kevin saw it. Yes. Well, we'd had the premiere date a little while before that because there was that whole the, the the Paramount people had put out a list of of dates for Picard and the Return of Discovery and uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Uh, but the but the poster is new and quite cool. And I am so excited for that show. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> so for those who haven't seen the poster it has the enterprise up in the sky with a guy, and a guy on a on a horse um out on the range below them so i don't know what the symbolism is all about there but well captain pike uh has a horse ranch oh well then there you go there you go <laughs> now you know um, okay, so last week during uh, one of the NFL uh, playoff games, oh, that reminds me, is the Super Bowl today? Or is that next week? I don't know. I think it's I next think week. I think it's next week. Okay. Yeah, well, there's, there's always there's week still... between the last ranked game of the playoffs and then the Super Bowl, the Pro well, Bowl this week. Yeah, they're used to, well, that's the thing. They, they didn't, they, for the longest time, they didn't, it wasn't that way. Then they switched. But then this year, I thought they added extra time because of COVID games. And then the whole schedule is all like mixed up. So I wasn't sure if they were taking that week off or not. But, okay, never mind. So that's next week. Look forward to all those possible new, new movies and new clips. But uh, so one of the, during one of the playoff games this past week, we got to see the full first trailer for the new Halo series. We'd seen the teaser before. And this time we got to see full shots of the characters, like, like Master Chief, in the armor, Fighting aliens with laser swords and explosions and all kinds of goodness. That trailer comes up a lot uh, when I'm watching television on yeah. my streaming services. Seeing that trailer made me realize that I know absolutely nothing about Halo. Yeah, I don't know anything about Halo any either, really. Like it looks... less than I thought I knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay because from what I've, from what I understand. They're not necessarily pulling the story like directly from any of the book, uh, any of the games or anything to start this. Uh, I almost feel like it's it might lead us into like the game. Like I don't think we're even going to be on on a Halo until probably the end of the season. Is my guess. Is Halo the name of the planet? No, Halo is the name. So okay, well, you saw 
Um, you you watched uh, Book of Boba Fett two weeks ago, right? The first one with the Mandalorian in it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for later on's talk. Um, so you know that 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 for lack of a, the ring world that they went to. Yes. That's what a, that's what a halo is in, in uh. the ring worlds. Cool. So that's what they're calling. That's usually the halo that they're talking about when in Halo, in my understanding, because there's nothing else called Halo. He's Master Chief, and the army is their Marines. And yeah, it, it the the show's going to end up on a streaming service that I don't pay for. One of the few that I don't actually have a subscription to. So yeah, uh, Halo is not a show I'm going to be running out to watch. Um, so which one is it coming to? Paramount Plus. Oh yeah. Yeah, so who knows where that'll air in Canada? Do we have it's Paramount going Plus to air in Canada? On Paramount Plus in Canada. Oh. We have Paramount Plus, but it's there's no point in getting it because all the Star Trek is on Crave. Yeah. Ugh. So who knows? Well, I hope I hope I can find a way to watch it. I'm sure you can. You might have to fly to America to watch it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, a little bit of comic book news. Uh, we have uh, issue 75 of the latest run of Justice League is coming up. Uh, and in this uh, issue, we will be having the death of the Justice League. Who's yes. in the Justice League? Is it like uh, the regular ones, or is it a bunch of new people? No, as far as I can tell, it's it's like your main people: Superman, Batman, oh, okay. Wonder Woman. You never know. Aquaman, Aquaman. Flash, Aquaman. The teams yeah. change so much. It's like I don't like. True. Depends on yep. who you're talking about. Oh yeah. No, uh, but going from the promotional imagery that I saw, it's your you know they showed caskets for like you know your main characters. Hmm. They'll so, all come back. Oh yeah, they always do. But uh, it sounds interesting. I may try to pick it up. Um, I guess it's coming up on the thirtieth anniversary of the thirtieth. Oh Jesus, thirtieth anniversary of Death of Superman, which was mm-hmm. also a seventy fifth uh, number seventy five uh, mm-hmm. issue. So that's kind of what they're lining up with. Yeah, the the cover, as I recall, looks quite a lot like one from from that Death of Superman run. Yeah. Uh, the one cover with the caskets reminded me of one of the ones from the uh, funeral for a friend. Yeah. Post, yeah. Yeah. Post death. Um, okay. So remember Moonfall, the wonderful disaster movie that I was looking forward to seeing. Yes. Where the moon is going to crash into the earth. That's the one. Or, or yeah. fall, if you will. Or fall, if you will. Um, well, I won't be able to do that. None of us will. Because it is not uh, going to be playing at Canadian theaters. What? Hmm. Yep. Um, I guess it looks like the between everything that's been going on with uh, with COVID nineteen and the shuttering of theaters during lockdowns, and then not having any kind of clear answer as to when things were going to reopen, the the parent company like the that owns the movie that has a contract with a Canadian marketing firm to buy marketing time on, you know, commercials and all that in Canada. Um, since they didn't have a guarantee when, or if it was actually going to be able to be in theaters, they decided not to spend that money. Um, I guess it, it needed to make the call back in early January. And mm-hmm. at that time, there was no, they had no plans exactly when everything was going to be reopening. And so they just decided it's not going to be playing in Canadian markets. 
It's kind of a jerk move. <laughs> well, on their on their side, I totally get it. Yeah, because but still kind of a jerk move. Well, hadn't reopened this week. So, yeah, instead of just pushing it back and whatever or delaying it for Canada. But no, it sounds like they're just not going to play it in Canada. And uh, so we'll just have to wait for it to be released on home video or streaming. There were some interesting articles this week with uh, quotes from uh, Roland Emmerich about how uh, Star Wars, Marvel, and DC movie universes were destroying the film industry and movies. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Says the man who... Sorry, Jim? Anytime something's popular, they're destroying everything else. Oh, yeah. Well, anytime you want to get some hype for your own stuff and get in the news, you you you, you take a shot at Marvel, DC, or Star Wars. Yep. Anybody, especially the man who makes such classics as Independence Day, Independence Day 2, A Day After Tomorrow, like, um, really shouldn't be throwing rocks at other people's quality of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, those that live in glass houses and all. <laughs> uh, but, oh, here we go. So one movie that did open last week was the fifth installment in the Scream franchise. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard from uh, one of the uh, big fan of the franchise, uh, it's pretty good. So if you're oh. a, fa- a Scream fan, you will enjoy this movie. Uh, and I guess it has been doing well enough. Paramount has already gr- given the green light to a sixth installment. Now, seeing as this movie is called Scream, it, will, does that mean Scream 6 will be called Scream 2? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe they go with the... Uh, Screaming. The screams plural. Screams? Screams? Screaming. Screamingly? And the S? Oh, Screams. Brent, here we go. The screams. No, that's too no, wrong number. Oh, see, I should have done that for this one. Should have called it Screams and made the S at the end look like a five. <laughs> see, if when I was designing the poster, with the Fast and Furious, though. Yeah. Nine. <sighs> yeah. When they do come back for eleven, after they've said we're not, do, we're only doing ten of those. Where we find out that David Arquette's character is a long lost brother of uh, Vin Diesel's character. <laughs> no, he he'll be the brother of uh, of um, what's his name's character, the one that the one that died. He'll be Brian's brother. You know what? I don't think I've seen any of the Scream movies, nor do I have any desire to. Oh, you should. The first one, especially, is is really good. The first one is good. Meh. But Jen also <laughs> does not like horror movies, so yeah. oh. I, I'm not a big fan of horror movies either. But I do enjoy Scream. Now, uh, Ryan, have you ever yes. seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which no. at the time was like the the last movie in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series? No, I've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Okay, you, you should I check that out. I think I've seen a Nightmare out, on Elm it's... Street movie. Huh, weird. <laughs> I, I, like, I just find it weird that you've seen that, but I haven't seen Scream, because Scream would have been like... In your teenage years, where I could definitely see like you and Karina going to the movies and stuff. No, no, no. My my full horror movie experience happened in like grade eight, I think, where we had a sleepover and somebody brought a bunch of 
horror movies. So I saw Candyman and Dr. Giggles <laughs> and I think Friday the 13th. And that was it. Then I was like, nope, I don't like these. And I stopped. No, the only reason why I brought up the new Nightmare, uh, Ryan, is because if you watch it, it is very much a prototype for a lot of stuff they did ended up doing in Scream. And it's the same director. It's a, it's yeah. Wes Craven. Hmm. Maybe someday I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, and so my last little bit of news is we had a tweet go out that no longer exists. It was deleted. Uh, some fan was tweeting at uh, Brandon San Giovanni, who is the Disney Streaming Enterprise Program Manager. And he asked him, he streamed, he tweeted at him something about Obi-Wan and the Obi-Wan series. And he, the response was kind of a, you know, the, the, the hello there, kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi thing and something along yeah. the lines of seeing the series in May. Yeah. And now the tweet doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So uh, we could be getting Obi-Wan this May. We haven't had a release a... date yet for it. So, so we get Moon Knight. In March. So March. So what's popping up in April? If Obi-Wan like in theory, if Obi-Wan's in May, what's the series that pops up in April that like keeps everybody glued to uh Disney maybe Plus? Nothing. Or is there one? There could maybe be another there's, usually a, there's usually at least a one week gap. So not another maybe another Marvel show? Well, Let's you guys know that I, I I use that TV time app to keep track of what I watch. What it, it also will tell me when the new seasons are starting, when new series that I have yeah. said I want to watch are there. And all of a sudden this week on my upcoming list, Ms. Marvel showed up. And Ooh, I have not yeah. seen uh, a release date for Ms. Marvel. But according to TV time, that's going to start airing May 13th. Oh, cool. Interesting. Uh, but I can't con- I haven't confirmed that anywhere else. No. Hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know what else is on Disney Plus. There we go. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, anybody else got anything to share? Uh, oh, did you mention uh, the uh, Sony looking to buy Bungie? No, I didn't. I forgot. So I saw that uh, and wanted to add it to my list and forgot all about it. In more mm-hmm. uh, video game. Uh, amalgamation news uh, Sony is looking to purchase Bungie which is uh, back to a previous story is the company that originally created Halo they haven't been involved with the Halo franchise in a number of years now because as part of a deal they become not part of Microsoft like to become independent again they gave up the rights to Halo to Microsoft but they've been doing a game called Destiny the last couple of years and apparently the idea isn't so much the in, entirely they're, they're buying uh, Bungie for to, to make video games. Like, that's definitely part of it. But the other thing is, is like basically turning Bungie into yet another place where Sony can get IP for movies and cartoons and other things for. I think Destiny could make a really cool, like animated movie or animated series. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see it in live action, but there's almost be too much going on. 
and it would be nice to fill in those gaps that like got completely ripped out of the initial game. Yeah. <laughs> like in terms of story wise. Like so. uh how it all started and what happened in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, that could be cool. And you have Nathan Fillion uh do the voice of Cade and Lance Riddick do uh, his voiceover and stuff like that, and Gina mm-hmm. Torres in there. I, I, I can see that. That'd be kind of awesome. Uh, I think that's the only news I've got. Do you got anything, Kevin? I don't. Uh, did we want to talk about Channing Tatum and how he's, he's been so traumatized by the cancellation of his Gambit film that he's not able to watch a Marvel film? Don't oh, you feel I sad know. for him? Poor him. Uh, it, it was. It sounded like it was definitely something he was passionate about. Yeah, yeah. I kept what? seeing those articles pop up. I didn't bother to read them though, so I didn't know <laughs> if he was that upset that he refuses to watch Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not even a like uh, fuck Marvel kind of thing. It's just he put so apparently by the looks of things, he put so much energy and time into. This Gambit movie that never ended up happening, that it kind of hurts a little bit. Oh, I bet that that he's not a part of what's going on now. He also gave a couple glimpses into what it was going to be. Um, I don't know if it would have worked because how he describes it is not how I see Gambit, but. Is basically it was going to be it was going to be a little bit of like what Deadpool ended up being, like mm-hmm. it was going to be uh, not mm-hmm. super not super super serious. He was going to be this showboaty thief superhero kind of character, and like his yeah, the one thing he said is like it, that his his costume choices aren't like aren't protection or to hide his identity. They're just basically to make a statement. Which is kind of true if you look at that era of superhero comic book. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I get it. Uh, uh, it's, again, it's one of those things that, like, I'm curious how it would have fit in at all. With- yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. And considering it's, um, you know, it was an X Men spinoff. It, it's not even MCU. Um, yeah. Whatever. Well, that's one of the things, though, is that like that would be the thing with it is like the alternative version that he may want to look at is like his movie could have gotten made and then that would have been it. Like he, there would have been no more add on to it. Like he could have been Gambit once and never gotten to do it again. Much like uh, what's his name? Taylor Kirsch, who played him in that shitty Deadpool movie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, there's a or, shitty sorry, Wolverine movie. There's a shitty Wolverine movie, not Deadpool. Deadpool's <laughs> in that shitty movie, but... Yes. Kind of, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> shitty kind Deadpool of. in the shitty Wolverine movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe he'll get another chance at somebody else. Like, he's he's definitely built to be in a superhero movie. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure if he wants... To be anybody other than Gambit. Right. That yeah, being wouldn't. said, wouldn't it be awesome if he plays Gambit in a Deadpool movie? Yeah. Because <laughs> Deadpool is probably going to be its own little thing, right? Like, I don't see mm-hmm. it being integrated in any serious way into the MCU. So, 
but they ain't going to let that cash cow not happen again. Like just like put like these little like sort of dream projects in there. Put Channing Tatum in as Gambit, Gambit mm-hmm. Deadpool movie with those two guys. Like make it a superhero uh, Twenty One Jump Street, basically. Yeah, that would I'd be, be down for that. Um. Okay. Uh. So that's kind of it for news. Yeah, nothing else came across my radar that was really of any interest, other than uh. The bungee stuff and oh, filming on Grendel finished apparently the first season. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I uh, forgot that was a TV series. Yep, so yeah, we Don't we shall, TV. yeah, well, we won't be seeing that for probably another year, so not a big deal. Speaking of TV and segues, oh, <laughs> so smooth, so uh, smooth, you are, yeah, like butter. Um. <laughs> Latest episode of Book of Boba Fett. Oh, I guess there's been two since we uh, last talked. Mm-hmm. Um, now with 90% less Boba Fett. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that. Because oh. Mando's back and Grogu's back, and that's all I care about. <laughs> Why is this show called Book of Boba Fett when he hasn't even been in the last two episodes? Yeah, yeah. so somebody somebody well, he was in the last me. episode. Yeah. Oh, for 30 seconds. Somebody came up with the idea and explained that they think what they think that happened was because Boba Fett played like like was in a pretty good supporting role in that last season of uh, Book of, or Book of Mandalorian <laughs> um, yeah, of that last season of The Mandalorian was this is this is basically a season of The Mandalorian with a little bit more of the side quest pumped up and somebody from a marketing point of view thought calling it the book of Boba Fett would mm. get more people involved. And, and maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but the last two episodes really seemed like it, but the last two episodes were pretty cool. Even if there was, shall we say a huge amount of fan service in the, the last one that we got this week. Yeah. Fan all fan service. I like fan service because I'm a fan. <laughs> so warning, spoilers are coming up in case you haven't seen them yet. Uh, so uh, we we got an update of where uh, Mando is in his life. Uh, I don't think he's in a particularly good place. No, he's sad. <laughs> Back to just collecting bounties again. Yeah, but he doesn't even have a ship to really do that with. He's just no. taking heads at this point. <laughs> on public transit. <laughs> well, maybe not. Well, that would be probably, he didn't take the head on public transit. He was on the same world. So he didn't have to take public yeah, transit. Yeah, he just delivered well, it. Well, for that one, maybe yeah. on other ones, he's been like, uh, carry on luggage. Don't mind the smell. <laughs> uh, and so we now have, it sounds like we now have a quest for him as well. Like, it, like he's, uh, He's going to be heading into the uh, the mines of uh, mm-hmm. of Mandalore of at Mandalore. some point, and then yeah. we brought him back, and uh, we hit, we hit, we hit all the nostalgia feels. We got for those of you who are younger than uh, everybody on this podcast and have warm, fuzzy feelings about Episode One. We got a return of a Naboo starfighter. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. 
that they hot rodded it up and looks pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, we got to see the old uh, pod pod racing uh, course. Yep. Yep. They still haven't fixed the fence that he drove through. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Nobody ever uses it. You don't need to fix it. Yeah, exactly. That's the shortcut now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with, with that, we also got a reappearance from uh, one of our uh, favorite uh, Canadian sons at this point, flying an, an X-Wing in the Tatooine area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. got a patrol space. <laughs> and you knew that was the guy that had to be there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the other guy is the is the physical body actor for Luke Skywalker. Yes. Who uh, we would also see in a, in an episode. I did not expect to see Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I was so happy. I was so happy that they have that kind of connection. Because you kind of need to, to pull Skywalker into it to really cement the connection between the movies and what's happening in the TV shows. Otherwise, it's just like peripheral. But when you start pulling in the main characters of the movies, then it kind of joins it all together more for me. Yeah. And I didn't, well, I didn't, I didn't mind his CG. Like, it didn't, it, obviously, it's not him because, you know, time. But it didn't bother me. That looked better this time, too. So which makes yeah. me wonder if they hired that. So did you guys see after the, the last time, there was some some guy who took it and like cleaned it up and made it look better and said, this is how I would have done it. And uh, I thought I heard somewhere along the lines that he may have been hired by Lucasfilm after that. Apparently oh, he nice. was. Oh, okay. There you go. That so is I wonder good if... for him. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. After seeing that first of these two episodes and seeing him with him like going off, he's like, "Yeah, I'll come back and help, but I got to do something first. I kind of, I hoped like we'd get the episode we got. I didn't expect to get that. I figured we'll see that in season three of the Mandalorian or something, but uh, for him to land and then all of a sudden to say, hi, hello friend. He's becoming a lot nicer to droids. Between, yeah, uh, his interactions with R two and the interactions with that little the little uh, guy that looked like the one from uh, Fallen Order from the video game when he was helping him I build. The... The... Hey, where's this going? Yeah, I love Shows that he was. Things. I love that he was like, "How long? About you're building me a bench. How long do I have to wait?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the, the Ahsoka shows up. It's like I was not expecting that. No. No. Seeing Ahsoka and Luke together was quite interesting as someone who's not watched Clone Wars, but knows that she was close with his father. That's got to be weird. I was so excited. (laughs) It's like, that is a scene that I hope we get in the Ahsoka series somehow is like them as a flashback or just started off and then jump ahead. I want to see their first meeting. Like, how does she explain to him who she is and how she knows him? And like, does she just walk up and be like, oh, hello, hey, R2. And does like, R2 get excited because he recognizes her? And then Luke's kind of like, uh, who are you? Well, don't you think he would have talked to his father as a Force ghost? 
No, That's maybe. Possible. I don't know. <gasps> oh, that'd be so <laughs> nice if Anakin as a Force ghost gets to talk to Ahsoka after he's been redeemed. That's one of the big rumors for her series, is that uh, Hayden Christensen will be appearing in it as a Force ghost. Well, he's appearing in uh, Obi-Wan, isn't he? Yes. Yes, but he's appearing in Obi-Wan as, as Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Darth Vader. Which doesn't make sense, because I don't... You know, I guess It sounds like we're going to see the two of them fight again, which we shouldn't, because they made it seem like they didn't see each other from the time, you know, Mustafar to A New Hope. Uh, you know what? No, like, if you think about it, it's like, it's just been a while. So, it, like, there's a good chance that, like, this is the last time they meet up before New Hope, right? Yeah. Well, exactly, right? Now... Does it come to a draw, I guess? Yeah. Well, everyone gets away somehow. Obviously, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, Vader didn't kill Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan didn't stop Vader, so... Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So excited. I love the Jedi part of Star Wars more than anything else, so I'm, like, super excited for that kind of stuff. That's probably why I like these episodes more than the Book of Boba Fett so far. Hmm. That I'm like, yeah, the Jedi are back. You know, uh, we were talking about what other series is coming up. It isn't um, the Andor, Cassian Andor series this year as well? That one has, like, it's gone really quiet, which means to me that, like, we're going to get something soon about it. Like, it's, we just haven't heard anything about it for a while, other than when other people bring it up. It's it's one of those things of, like, no, it's it's still a thing. It's been worked on. It's been filmed. Don't don't worry. You'll get it in due time kind of thing. Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. The added lore yeah. now that we're getting for the dark saber is some something I'm intri- I'm intrigued by. The fact that it's got like it's almost fighting him as he's trying to he's or he's fighting it as he's trying to fight with it. Yeah, that was cool. See him and use it in that first fight sequence and just be like he think of course he burns himself with it. So it's like yeah yeah that's that's why not everybody is running around using lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at the, yeah. and at the end of uh, the episode, we got yet another character reveal. Yes. The stranger walked out of the desert, desert was the title of the episode, and that was not the stranger I was expecting. Who were you expecting? I just thought it was going to be the, you know, that was the title, and it was just going to be referring to the marshal. Like I thought he was going to show up at the end to to show up you know, at that like meeting with them to to, to offer to help, and he was going to be the stranger coming out of the desert, not mm-hmm. not Cade Bane. God, I mm-hmm. hope he doesn't die. Who the marshal or Cade Bane? Yeah. Oh no, I don't care about Cade Bane. I I don't want or the marshal to die. Or... Oh no! If you look, he got shot once. Yeah, and the deputy like, got look... shot like five times. No, and it looked like he got shot in the shoulder. The deputy I didn't care about because I have no attachment to him. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like think the marshal. Cobb Vance is not dead. Yeah, like, no, they're they're not going to kill off Timothy Oliphant that quickly. No, you Yay. know, the last thing we saw, they were yelling for a medic. So yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is a, a great bounty hunter to pull from the you know from the no, well from Clone Wars and all that to to bring into live action. And uh, like Brent said, maybe now I'll get a better, I'll have a chance of actually getting an action figure <laughs> up in, considering the one that came out came out and disappeared quickly and was never been seen again. And he looked really good too, like the, yeah. the face and the movement, and like I think they did a good job of of transferring him from the cartoon to live action. Mm-hmm. One description I, I read or watched a video on. Um, where they talked about, it, I guess his color was a little different and his face is filled out a bit, but it works because time has passed. Yeah. Since we last saw him, right? So, yeah, he's gonna his face is gonna fill out a little bit more, or you know, things like that can change. So, see, I is, always just take it as he's not a cartoon now. He's in well, that actual, too. There's that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> too bad he didn't. We didn't see his little robot buddy with him. You know that little robot that's usually the sidekick of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had forgotten he even had one of those. Yep. The deluxe figure came with that. He could have been uh, back on the the ship or whatever. Oh yeah, he could be somewhere else for sure. But uh, I don't know anything about him. I just thought, as soon as I saw him, I thought, okay, this is obviously somebody I'm supposed to know. (laughs) So uh, uh, yeah, because they never gave his name on the series. No. He's a uh, he's interesting in terms of like he is uh like definitely like a badass bounty hunter but in like takes the money and will kill whoever like that like no women no kids kind of thing is not mm-hmm. something he gives a shit about. Yeah. He just wants his money and does the job well. He, he um, does it until it's not worth doing it anymore. Like his in yeah. the he was going after Alpha, right? In Bad Batch. Correct. And then, Alpha. Omega. Omega, sorry. I can't <laughs> remember. Alpha, Omega. Eh, same shit, different package. Alpha's the beginning, Omega's the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> sure. So we did see him on Bad Batch, because I did watch yep. Bad Batch. Yeah. I just forgot. Yeah, that's okay. well, that's understandable. I forgot the character's name. I so. can't see if it makes you feel any better. Uh, I keep thinking he was in Rebels, which is uh, mixing up his appearance in Bad Batch with Rebels. Yeah, he was in Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah. And Could we see Omega on in this show? Like, could there she has been up? rumors of that for a while. I don't see why not, unless they have other plans for that character. Right, because like. Fennec Shand was in was in Bad Batch, so it's possible. Boba Fett was the Alpha Jango Fett clone, so and then we've got Omega, right? Who's the Omega Jango Fett clone? Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're siblings. Yeah. In theory, yes. If you want to look at it that way, yeah. So who I think would you get to play cool. an adult Omega? Somebody who can do an Australian accent. Because what? Or, how? Well, how would she be an adult? Bad Batch is set at the end of the Clone Wars, which is the beginning of... Oh, she'd be an adult, yeah. Would she? Yeah. Because the thing... How long... Is, oh, yeah, because there's... there's, there's she'd at, be at least... At least decade, uh, there's at least a decade that the Empire was in control before the Rebellion started, right? Yeah, because, well, the thing, right? Luke and Leia were born at the, at the beginning of the Empire, the time, and they're, yeah. what, like, 16? So Omega would be slightly older than Luke here. So we're looking at somebody who's in her like early twenties. 
And at this point, you could even say maybe 30s. Because this is supposed to be five years okay. after Return of the Jedi, right? So, According to this quick internet search, the Book of Boba Fett takes place 28 years after the Clone Wars ended. Okay. okay so, so someone in their so 30s. Someone in their mid-30s. Okay. Yep, yeah. doable. Because I looked up how old Ahsoka would be, and I think, what did I say, Brent? She was like 45 or 49? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. She's in but her mid to late species. 40s. Well, exactly, yeah. No, how many hundreds of years old is Chewbacca? I mean, Grogu's fifty. Grogu's yeah. fifty. So like, yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> look the same like, at the beginning of the Clone Wars, right? Like at the when Order sixty six went off, which that was a pretty cool flashback. The flashback to uh, yeah. But we didn't see anything. We don't no. like. There's no information. We don't know who saved him. We just know he was around when Order 66 went out. And somehow he escaped. Yeah. And there were Jedi with him at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and somehow he escaped, yeah. I read one theory that it could be some librarian character that was... <gasps> yeah, Jocasta knew. I love yeah. her. Sorry, that she is what? She's the person who saved... Oh, that both. she saves baby Yoda? Yeah. Um, <gasps> that would so, be so good. Well, Here's where we get into the the sort of like weirdness of the Here's continuity. Here's where Brent goes that, off the rails. Well, no, <laughs> it's it, it depends if they're going with the comic book continuity. I don't think that works because she was all she had already gotten out of dodge by that point. Like because you get a little bit of uh, what happened to her in uh, the Vader comic book. Because yes. she goes, she does go back to the temple uh, a couple years later and while trying to like sort of save some Jedi stuff. She inqu- encounters the Inquisitor that we see in Rebels, the first uh, lead Inquisitor guy. Okay. And she also gets a, a laser rifle that is made out of a, that fires out of a kyber crystal, which is kind of awesome. She's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag but, librarian goals. So she wasn't. We have seen. The, she wasn't at the Jedi she, Temple when Order 66. Well, she was, but she was doing other crap. So is there the the possibility that that she could be saving Grogu? Yeah. Like it, it's it, and it's also one of those things that like the TV show doesn't necessarily have to ho- be holden to the comic book. No. As much as we'd kind of like to think they are, is they've been kind of shifting things here and there a little bit. Same with the, you know, uh, crap. There was something else in there that they've moved around a little bit that doesn't now fall in with the the comic book continuity. But it's a it, like that's the thing though, right? Is like how many other than us real nerds, how many people are going to notice it? The people in the, who just watch the TV shows won't care. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's the one thing that people were um, all wondering about and saying, oh, plot hole. Oh. Well, how did Luke get Yoda's lightsaber? Because that one looks like the same one he had while he was fighting the Emperor in the Senate chamber, which he loses before he takes off. Um, and then, I guess, in the comics, they make a big deal of destroying that lightsaber and saying that you know the the you know the Jedi Order is done and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, once again, comics, whatever, 
plus, you know, well, let's see how many years passed. He's a Jedi master. He could make another one. Yeah. So it looks the same. Yeah. Because that's the style he liked. So he made another one that looks just like it. Uh, apparently there's one of those books, um, you know, those books they make where it's like, here's the Millennium Falcon with all the stuff inside it. Yeah. Well, I guess they did one of those and it had a page showing uh, Yoda's hut. And in there, there's a little box that has that showed his little box. And in the side of this little box was his little lightsaber. Maybe he had more than one lightsaber. Well, no, exactly. And so that's what like, I guess when fans saw that after when they asked, they asked the guy who drew it and stuff, he's like, he made another one. Yeah. Just that simple. Yeah. So. I mean, how many lightsabers? You probably go through a few lightsabers in 400 years. Yeah. Well, look at Anakin. Uh, well, in episode two, when Anakin drop, kept dropping, <laughs> dropped his. Yeah. And, uh, and Obi-Wan made a comment about it. And then the, both him and, and Obi-Wan lose theirs and have to get temporary ones for the big battle at the end. So. Can we talk for a moment about how bad a teacher Luke Skywalker is? Oh, yeah, he's the worst. But, I mean, yeah. I feel bad because he didn't really get any training either. He's just kind of no. making it up as he goes. Oh, totally. But you oh. think Ahsoka would kind of be like, look, I, I sat in on a couple lessons. This is, this is, let me help you out. <laughs> I think, I that's think why she Ahsoka sat in on a few more lost. than just a couple. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, why she's washed her hands of the whole thing. She's like, this is not going to end well. I am not getting involved. <laughs> Well, she wasn't like the. You also got to remember. Uh, oh wow, this is this is. Well, it's a good thing it's True North nerds. Let's dive deep here, Brent. Let's go. Is she's technically not a Jedi either? No, I know, she but quit. she still had. She still she had said, Jedi. Fuck you lessons. guys and walked off. She's had some of the training though, and she was a Padawan for how long? She could so. be a consultant. <laughs> I'm watching, and and you know, Luke is Luke is. Giving Grogu the whole, you have to cut your ties with everyone. You have to choose between the lightsaber and the Beskar armor. And I'm like, dude, that's what killed your father. And you wouldn't have gotten through the last three movies if you hadn't had your friends to rely on. Well, and also, if Grogu is going to theoretically live to be as old as Yoda, why can't he, you know, spend... Uh, a Mando's lifetime with Mando and then go and be a Jedi because he'll have 300 years to do that. And he might, you gotta but... start as a baby, apparently. Because of attachments and evil and suffering and pain. and. Ah. But the best part is how you know, it always goes back to Obi-Wan's comment about the Sith deal in absolutes. Except I know, and I'm like, that's an absolute! Ever, ever <laughs> since then, Every time he has said something, it's an absolute. Yeah. <laughs> and I would pass that back on to Luke. And he's like, well, no, it's either this or this. But I thought it yeah. was Sith dealt in absolutes. Yeah, yeah. If Grogu knew that, then he totally should be like snapping that back at him. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, I like that scene for me because that is a total, uh, what do you call it? Homage to uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That scene with the the lightsaber and the shirt okay. is uh, basically the the main character in Lone Wolf and Cub is going to like is trying to decide what to do, and he's got his little boy in front of him, like little baby boy. He's got a ball and a sword, and basically like you pick the ball. We're uh, just going to sort of go with the 
uh, uh, seppuku, and I'm going to end my life here, and we're all good. You go with the sword, we're going to go on the run and take out some motherfuckers. And that's what the kid goes with. But it's how it's laid out. Like, a, like a, you can uh, you can easily find it on YouTube. It's it's the same shots and the same kind of layout. That's cool. Yeah. They're, well, that's, that's Star Wars, right? It's, yeah, it, if it's it, nothing they else, always it's the Samurai. Room. Yeah, or it's a Western, it's a Samurai movie, and they, yeah. they uh, you know, go with their influences. And considering who wrote and directed that episode. Yeah. So while I find the show slightly frustrating because I didn't know what it was going to be when when it started, I'm enjoying it. I mean, there's only one episode left, so I'm going to see it through to the end. There's only one left? There's it's, there's only one more episode, isn't there? I have no Epis- oh. It's only seven episodes. Is it? Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. So um, I got, I, even if it was more than that, I was, I'm going to see it through to the end. But I don't know if it's giving me what I want. And I know that's, you know, is that fan <laughs> expectations? I don't know. But I just know that that um, I, the, as much as I loved The Mandalorian, I'm finding this show to be lower down on the list. When, I, when it comes to the ranking of Star Wars television series, Mando is going to be higher than Boba Fett. Uh, because... I, it just, I just feel like this show doesn't know what it wants to be. So it's a show about flashbacks to find out how Mando escaped the Starlock pit and lived in the desert for years. It's a show about a guy who gives up being a bounty hunter to become a crime lord. It's a show about, about you know, recruiting a team. I, I don't know what the show is, and I don't know why it's called The Book of Boba Fett. I don't see a book. Does anyone have a book? No, there's no book. And uh, it's barely been about Boba Fett for the last two episodes. So, um... It's a title that doesn't mean anything, and I wanted it to mean more. Am I ranting? Yes. <laughs> no. That's okay. It, it does make sense, though. Like it's, like I said, I I really think this is, and they were even referring to it at, on set as this is uh, Mandalorian two point five, and I th- also think that it's one of those things that um will be. Weirdly, I think this is the the show where if you binge watched it, it would be better as opposed to the the weekly. Like Maybe. if you went straight from episode to episode, I think it would feel better paced. Perhaps. Hmm. Well, I'm disappointed that there's only seven episodes. I don't know how they're going to wrap up this. Uh, they're this not whole, this whole I mean, war that's coming. They're not. It's going to lead into the second season of Book of Boba Fett. Guarantee it. The thing, I I agree with with Kevin's rant about Boba. Like, I mean, to me, Boba Fett's always been a background character. And I didn't, when even when they announced that he was having his own show, I was like, but why? (laughs) We've learned everything we need to know about Boba Fett in the Clone Wars and in the, the original Star Wars movies. He's not that deep a character. So it's nice that they gave him a little more depth and I enjoyed seeing, you know, some of his struggles. But now at this point, I'm like, I don't care anymore. His story's done. (laughs) And now I'm like all on board with Mando again. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't need to, like, I still don't understand completely why he wants to take over Tatooine. And I mean, good for him to try to get rid of the spice 
guys, but like, is this going to be more than one season? Like, are they going to try to do another book of Boba Fett? Or well, are they yeah. just going to be like, I, this I'm, was the... I'm, I'd be willing to put money on it at this point. See, I think they should just make this as like the interim, like Mando 2.5 or whatever, and then jump into season three of The Mandalorian. There season... hasn't been another season of this show in now. First season, yeah. No, but they, they, to be fair, they really, Disney is been doing, like, they wait until after the season's over before announcing another season. Like, for the, you don't see, a, a lot of times, you don't see them, and there's other shows that, like, we see, like, from other networks and stuff that get a second season before, like, the second episode's out. Yeah. And and these guys are very like we might not even hear about another season for the show for like six months. Yeah, or even like they, whenever they do like the next Star Wars celebration or the next big announcements for Star Wars TV stuff, right? When they let us know what has been canceled that was they announced last time and what's replacing what, and are we getting any more movies and. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the second season is going to be more character development on the characters in Boba Fett, because so far, the only character we know anything about is Boba Fett. Like, he's, well, we got, he's, they, we we've got, got the side. Yeah, but we don't know a whole lot about her backstory either. And then we have um, the mods, the they're his little biker gang who don't talk. They're just there. Um, and he has a baby Rancor now. And yep. And There's, the Wookiee. And the Wookiee, who we also don't know much about his backstory other than he's got anger issues. So it's like, there's not really any character development anymore. Like, we learned what happened to Boba Fett, and that was about it. <laughs> it was more character development for the Tuscans than anything else. Okay, that that's my rant to add on to Kevin's rant. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, I'm just not loving it as much as I want to. So, yeah, I'm just and, using it as a way to wait till Mandalorian starts again. <laughs> I get that, but I got Cad Bane. Yep, and Ahsoka <laughs> and and the Marshal and we got uh, Mr. Kim yeah. in space. But none of those have anything to do with Boba Fett. <laughs> no, that's yeah. very very true. Yeah, it was great I'm, to see Ahsoka, but she had nothing to do with what I thought was the plot of this show. Yeah. Have they started filming her show yet? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, maybe. I really, I hope her show is them trying to find Ezra, because I really want to know what happened to Ezra. I'm pretty sure it is, because why? Uh, remember her last, before we saw her in this show, her last appearance, she, she asked somebody about where Thrawn was. So yeah. that's if she's looking for Thrawn, she's also looking for Ezra at the same time. You'd hope so. Yeah. The show is set to begin filming in early 2022. Um, on Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. In October, The Hollywood Reporter announced that Hayden Christensen would revise his role as Anakin Skywalker in the series. In November, Deadline announced that Natasha Lou Bordizzo was cast as Sabine Wren. And in January, the Hollywood Reporter announced that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is cast in an undisclosed role. I was just saying, yeah, they just announced the other day somebody was, that was you know, cast as yeah, an undisclosed I, I, I'm, role. I'm well, curious who uh, she's playing. I Sabine like her as a... Yeah. 
then they're probably going to find Ezra. I, I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead a lot as an actress. Like, I, I haven't seen her or and not enjoyed her in something. If that makes any sense. Like, she's in mm-hmm. Death Proof. She's good in that. She's good in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, I To be fair, I haven't seen that prequel thing to the thing that she was in. So I'm just going to skip that. And uh, she has, uh, you know, she has Star Wars ties. Because she's uh, been uh, hooked up with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi for the last little while. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time we're living in to get this much um, Star Wars con- uh, content. Yeah, <laughs> and and yet not a movie. There ha- there's not a movie announced right now at the moment, right? Is there, nope. Is there any Star Wars movie no. in active production at the moment? No, I don't no. think so. I think the closest one was going to be that uh, like that Rogue Squadron one, and that seems to have fallen apart. Or at least heavily postponed. Yeah, the Patty Jenkins one. Well, they're having such success with the TV shows. And, I mean, considering how... I don't know, I guess... What's the word I'm looking for? How the the, the new movies ended up being kind of... They weren't as successful as they had anticipated, I think. I can kind of understand why they're now focusing more on TV. And why they're going back to the classic era. Like, nothing... Nothing that's been announced is set in the era of the new of the first order and then and the yeah. rebellion or the resistance. It would be really it would be very interesting if they decided to go all the way back and some of that high republic stuff that they're working on, if they made one of those mm. into a movie. Well, that was the plan when they announced all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's getting the traction that they really hoped it would. Well, like they, the, it's you know like it like there is a I, show they've, that they've announced, um, and that's the Acolyte, which is a High Republic series, and right. yeah. uh, it's supposed to begin filming mid the middle of this year. So. Oh, only time will tell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only time and dollar signs. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we go from this to uh, we'll probably be a little extended based on uh, our conversations before. Uh, Geek picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. Uh, So my geek pick is the new Amazon streaming series Reacher based on the book. series um previously when you've seen this character on the big screen it was uh tom cruise in two movies now it's not tom cruise it's a much larger gentleman and uh from what brent tells me from the books he is a much closer to the description of the character from the novels than tom cruise who is a smaller gentleman but uh, I've been enjoying it. It's eight uh, eight episodes in the first season I am five deep and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to finish it. I've been enjoying it. And uh, it's out there now on Amazon. All the episodes dropped at once. So, yeah, go out there and watch it. Mm-hmm. Look at Ryan being all, like, like polite and correct to Tom Cruise, who will never hear this podcast. Or maybe he will. <laughs> Smaller. <laughs> you don't know what Tom Cruise listens to in his downtime? 
<laughs> oh, I yeah, I do. It's probably uh, Dianetics on tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, hey, Tom, if you are listening, prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will take a I will take a phone call from Tom Cruise any day. I don't know what that conversation is going to be like, but it, I will definitely take the call. Um yeah, uh so Jen and I have also been watching Reacher. Uh I'm a fan of the two films that came out. I'm also I'm also a fan of the books. Uh, and the the detractors the people who like the books the detractors of the the two films that Tom Cruise did is is all based on the physicality of the character. But what I don't think a lot of people realize is I don't think Reacher could exist in real life. <laughs> it's like so, uh, I don't know who she is, and I apologize to her if she's listening to this podcast. But there is a little person who like put out like the like basic one of the basic descriptions of how wide Reacher's chest is is a basically her height so <laughs> so like she's like, she's like Reacher is a little person wide <laughs> which made me laugh but like and like he's like described as having like fists like hams like the closest you really get to it as a person is like think of the rock at his most jacked is like that's close but probably not even quite there yet so but i always thought tom cruise got the character aspect of reacher down or pretty close to it now that being said the the dude who's doing this um i don't know his name but he was Hawk on uh, Teen Titans or on Titans. Alan Richardson. Yeah, yes, he it. he is really good. Like it, yes, like he is. He's gotten both the the attitude and like physically. I think he's the. I think he's the closest you're going to get to the part without it looking absolutely ridiculous. Yep. But the I'm the fight scenes are him. awesome. The fight scenes are really good. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying the show, too. I think that, like, well, we've seen, what, four episodes now? Um, and, yeah, I honestly didn't think I was going to like it. I liked the Reacher movies okay, like, fraction movies, but they're not, like, my go-to movie in any time. Um, so Brent was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, eh, I'll watch an episode and see if I like it. But the actual stories got me quite hooked, too. So, um, I mean, Reacher's a bit of an ass. But his heart's kind of in the right place when he's done being an ass. So I guess that's good. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm I'm hooked. I really want to know how it ends. I also really like the supporting characters. Like uh, the the uh, the girl, what's her name? Roscoe? Roscoe. Yeah, the deputy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, awesome. She's great. And um, the police, dete- the chief detective guy. He's so yep. good. And I love that they all have the time. Um, like, they're t- again, it's only been four episodes but you know you're really learning a lot about those two characters even though they are not the main characters and as brent says they may not exist past this story arc so once this this crime is solved in georgia and reacher goes on we may never see these characters again so it's really nice that they're taking the time to develop them and make them actual people instead of just like oh yeah and then i uh reacher helped out the police (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's all about reacher (laughs) 
<laughs> so, yeah, I would recommend watching it, too. It is a very good show. Interesting. Yeah, they, they built up uh, the main difference, I would say, from the movies to the TV show is the books are uh, like, you know, action detective fiction. Like it's him sorting out a problem and like figuring out who did what and stuff like that. And then beating the crap out of the people to answer that problem. So, yeah, um, that it it's almost like it. It's weird to make this like comparison, but it's kind of like Batman. We've seen Batman beat people up in like the movies so often that you also forget that like he's a detective. <laughs> oh, he doesn't detect at all. Who Batman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, he's his supposed car- to in the new movie. Oh, yeah, but his form of detecting is I punch you in the face till you tell me where the bad guy is. Well, in the comics, in the comics he's more of a detective. That's I'm what sure I'm saying. I'm sure he is, but I'm like in the movies is no. No. <laughs> the Reacher okay. at least pretends before he punches the guy in the face. Yeah. Well, except <laughs> in that prison fight scene. Oh, I, I did laugh though at that line where he, where afterwards he gets put up in like the he and the, the guy he's protecting. Get put up in the the better the the uh, the spot well, where they were supposed to be, and he's yeah. eating the lunch, and the guy is like, "Uh, you just gouged out somebody's eye with your thumb, and now you're eating a sandwich." I know. Uh, I was like, "Why don't you, you wash your hands?" <laughs> so, so uh, Kevin, do mm-hmm. you have a? Uh, I do have a geek pick, and it is um, a show that uh, was recommended to me because I do improv. Now, um, this show is partially scripted, partially improv. It is on Netflix, and it is called Murderville. Mm-hmm. It stars Will Arnett as, um, I think it's Tony Seattle, Tony Seattle, top detective in Big City. And um, every week he's assigned a new partner, a detective in training. And it is that person's job to solve the murder. Here's the thing. The people who are his partners, the rotating guest cast, don't know anything about the script. They're not given a script. They're not told what's going to happen. And they have to figure out the murder, uh, the mystery, based on the clues and evidence that they are provided. So the first episode had Conan O'Brien as his sidekick. And they're playing... (laughs) themselves they're not given a character he's just conan o'brien uh detective in training and um there's a whole storyline with a magician and uh he saws his he saws his assistant in half and uh saws actually right through her and uh, kills her and so conan is led around and into all these different scenes he has no idea what's going on and at the end that you know like a typical murder mystery you call all the suspects together and you have a big reveal and it's up to conan to solve the mystery uh there are six episodes of this show i have only watched the first one so far uh, i know other people involved include sharon stone is one of the uh, one of the ho- uh, the guests uh, oh, cool. And, and uh, yeah, it's just a very interesting premise. Uh, Will Arnett's character, of course, is very over the top, uh, and uh, and it's quite funny. So yeah, um, if you like murder mysteries, if you like comedic murder mysteries, and if you like to see people who are in over their heads, uh, 
Murderville on uh, Netflix. That sounds interesting. It's it, I I had several people recommend it to me this weekend, and I'm glad they did because uh, it is uh, is quite fun. I kind of want to see Conan O'Brien try to figure this out because he's kind of an over the top guy. Uh huh. Throwing him in a situation where he knows nothing. I like to see him try to wrestle control. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it it's like quite good. Funny. So, yeah, I, I would give it a look. Uh, it's only six episodes, and they're only half-hour episodes, so it's not a huge time commitment. But, uh, yeah, um, Murderville. Cool. Nice. Jen? My turn. So, I watched Encanto, finally, yesterday. <sighs> Oh, it's so I've been good. waiting forever to watch this movie and I just never got around to it. So I had a bit of a fall yesterday and hurt myself. So I was lying on the couch and decided to watch it. Um, it was so good and sad and happy. And I was, oh, it's so good. I don't even know how to describe it, but I 100% recommend it. Um, I don't think it's my favorite animated Disney movie, but definitely worth the watch. Um, it's just... It's- my, again, my such, favorite character. My favorite characters such, are always the inanimate objects. So my favorite character was the house. The house is amazing. <laughs> and can you see Disney building a ride based on that house? Oh, like, totally. I'm watching it, going, "Oh, if they don't build an Encanto house ride somewhere, <laughs> something is wrong." Yeah. No, they could definitely do that. And I don't know. I think I thought it was super cute. It was just really cute. The music is so catchy. I've been humming. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, yeah it was it was good and i had a feeling it was going to be your pick so i was listening to the soundtrack in my car this morning i went for (laughs) breakfast with some friends and just the songs made me emotional like it's so well written and there's not really it's not a typical you know hero's journey gotta gotta buck up to fight the bad guy kind of story there really is no villain in this movie no, and I really like that they take the time. Again, I'm I really love character depth. You couldn't tell by my theme of this episode, apparently. Um, and I like that the the whole problem is that people didn't listen to each other, and like there was nobody knew what was really going on inside other people. Yeah. So it was like that was the whole point of the of the sh- of the story is to you know be true to yourself and to your true self, and and you know recognize that and i was like oh it was so good so brent didn't get to watch it except for i don't know did you stick around for the last half hour brent uh sort of i saw bits and pieces of it i I, i'll go back and watch it one of these days yeah so i will watch it again with brent but i quite enjoyed it so that's my good pick you know this is the 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 uh the songs are so popular that um there are six encanto songs in the billboard top 100 right now Really? It's, it's the first time in 26 years that a Disney song has hit number one on the Billboard chart. Not even We Let Don't it Talk Go. About Bruno? It's We Didn't <laughs> Talk About We Don't Talk About Bruno is the number one song on the Billboard chart right now. And Not Even Let It Go hit number one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like the last one I think might have been Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how. Po- and. It's but the one from, from Frozen, sorry, never made it to number one? It was never number one. It was everywhere, but it was never the number one song on Billboard. Wow, I find that that's hard to believe. And Kanto knocked Adele out of the number one spot. <laughs> hmm. 
yeah, I'm going to have to watch it again when I have, uh, I'm less in pain because <laughs> I enjoyed it, but yeah, I think yeah. it would, I could dedicate more focus to it. All right, Brent, what's your geek pick? So I've got two as, as per usual, uh, I'm going to try and convert everybody into pro wrestling fans. <laughs> um, if, you, if you can find it, uh, this week's match between MJF and, uh, CM Punk, uh, just fantastic pro wrestling. It just, it, the storytelling involved is really, really good. And I know for some of you it might be kind of weird to think of it as a storytelling art, um, but it it was it was quite good, even down to like the little details, like the fact that in Chicago, uh, MJF came out. He is the heel in this instance. His uh, ring gear is all was all pinstriped like the New York Yankees. Like just like these little details and it just makes it awesome. But uh, for my true, true geek pick. I'm going with a book that uh, I don't know if we've all read, but I know I've read it a couple times and I'm actually kind of surprised I don't have a copy of it. Um, you, If you've uh, been reading the news in the last little while, you've probably seen this name pop up and that is Mouse by Art Spiegelman. Mm, uh, oh, yeah. Tennessee has decided to uh, vote it out of its uh, libraries because um, there's nudity in it. I, I mm. would... Uh, Mentioned that this is a book that all the characters are animals, so the nudity is of mice people. Um, <laughs> with uh, as far as I know, with no without actual like body parts. Yeah, <laughs> it's so been then a while. They look like mice. Yeah, They're mice so, who are not wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a while since I I have read it, but um, it is a fantastic book. Um, everybody focuses on the fact that it is a a graphic novel that uh, tells the story of a of a family through the the Holocaust, but that's not w- entirely what the book's about. It, that is definitely a big part of the book, but uh, part of it is the it's semi autobiographical in the fact that Art Spiegelman. It, this is him and his dad trying to come to terms with uh, his father's and his mother, who is uh, dead in the book, their time in the Holocaust and how it has affected everything since then. Like it's, it, it is, there's a reason why this book was like, you know, I believe it was nominated for a Pulitzer or maybe it even won one. I'm trying it won to remember. The Pulitzer. It did. Won one. It won the Pulitzer. Yeah. And it's it's just very, very good. And you can you can find it in most libraries in Canada, so you don't even have to pay for it. But if not, it it is one of those graphic novels that is super easy to find. You will be hard pressed to find a comic shop that doesn't have some version of it in their store. Because mm-hmm. it is that important and that good. <laughs> so, Mouse by Art Spiegelman, uh, worth taking a look at. Next episode, uh, as per usual, uh, we'll try and figure that out before we get there. Movie theaters are starting to open up slowly in this area, so there Peacemaker might Peacemaker will be over by then. Yes. Peacemaker will also be over by then, so we can do and kind of full wrap-up. 
we didn't mention Star Trek Prodigy today. The first half of season one just ended, and uh, it's brilliant. I think if you if you're not a Star Trek person, you should give it a look. It's a, it's a Star Trek show for people who don't know anything about Star Trek. It's a show that's goal is to introduce people to the universe. So yeah, cool. that was I, only uh, the half of the season. I thought see, I assumed that was the end of the season. So no, if they already uh, had that pause between. No. Uh, it's it's a twenty episode season. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, they've been picked up for a second twenty episode season, so we know we're going to get forty episodes of Prodigy. Uh, and the second half of the season is not it's not likely to be aired until the fall because we've got the second half of Discovery, we've got Picard, we've got Strange New Worlds, and we've got a season of Lower Decks to get through before that show comes back. So yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek, and I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that to hear like uh, a friend of mine and uh, and uh, I think he's been on the show a couple times. Uh, Alex Kruger from uh, from uh, Composers has been watching it with his son because Alex is like a huge Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And the thing that like I like at least the sounds of it because I haven't actually watched it yet is. Alex really likes the show, but his son also really likes the show. Yeah. So that like that's a that's a good sign because like the, the this is a modern kid watching it and it's it's nice to see that some of these things are going to be right passed on. But yeah, so okay, so we got a bunch of stuff that we'll we will probably talk about next time. Until then, uh stay happy and healthy as much as you can. And uh, we will uh, talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. See ya. Set your phasers to Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 